This is a sinister minister, Father James Mitchell, and you are listening to Aaron, Nate, and Chad on the Reliving the Extreme podcast. Make sure you smash the like button and share, or you will burn in hell. <laughs> This week on Reliving the Extreme, Paul Heyman is singing us some Christmas carols this week. And we are getting ready for Holiday Hell 1993. We are reviewing the episode of ECW from December the 21st, 1993. Nate Maxson here with you along with my brother Aaron. Hello. And a man who is involved in this show. When the lights go out again. Mr. Chad Austin from ECW. How's it going, Chad? I feel like I've just been had by a one-legged Peruvian man. <laughs> I've been duped. You got to listen to those off-the-air shows that I post now, folks, <laughs> to hear to hear the rest of the story, as Paul Harvey would say. Paul uh, we, yeah, deep cut. <laughs> um, we are, like I said, reviewing December 21st, 1993. This is the week before Holiday Hell. Unfortunately, I don't think we'll be able to review Holiday Hell because I can't find the show anywhere. Uh, I tried. I really tried. But uh, that being said, guys, anything we want to discuss before we dig into the show this week? Anything happening that you uh, that caught your eye this week or caught your ear? Oh, my goodness. What, is, what was I going to tell you? That was, I mean... Besides the cuts in the WWE, that's despicable. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Adnan Burke, that's fine. But, you know, Tom Phillips, what the hell? Is that who he fired, right, Tom Phillips? Yeah, Tom Phillips. Yeah, he was like one of the better guys they got. Mm-hmm. General <laughs> Adnan Burke, yeah, I had no use for him. but Well, all he ever said was, wow. <laughs> yeah. like, he, didn't know, he didn't know the moves. I mean, Pat McAfee, I give him shit because he don't know anybody's name. Mm-hmm. Or he doesn't know anybody's finishing shit, but that's okay. I mean, at least he's got enough personality. Adnan Verk was awful. He yeah, says, he "Wow, whoa." <laughs> he was. <laughs> it's like maybe, uh, maybe it wasn't saying like in an excited wow. Maybe he was just like wow, wow, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, what zombies? Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, there were times listening to him commentate, I thought he was going to pull an Art Donovan. He was so clueless. Like, hey, Byron Saxton, how's my, how much does this guy weigh? <laughs> yeah. so, so what do they do? They fire somebody who's completely incompetent, and then they hire somebody who's not even in the wrestling business. He's a UFC <laughs> guy. What the hell? He said, I mean, he said he hasn't watched since grade school. But he had like a uh, up here saying that he had... His favorite wrestlers are Mr. Perfect and Bruce Brody. Yeah. <laughs> like, whatever happened to Yokozuna? <laughs> he, he, he'll be like, does anybody come from parts unknown anymore? <laughs> oh, <Good shit>. Lord. <laughs> and two, two sto- one thing I wanted to bring up, two, sto- two uh, what do I want to say? A story of two ultimate warriors this week, too. The A&E biography, which presented him as a misguided misinterpreted hero and then the dark side of the ring biography which presented him as the bigoted piece of shit he actually was yeah. so there's that out there too for everybody to i was it. never a fan of the ultimate warrior growing up even as a kid like when he was a big deal i was probably i don't know 11 12 years old i didn't even like him then 
<laughs> you know, I, I, I admit I liked Hogan when I was a kid. I was a, Hulk, a little Hulkamaniac, but I never dug the warrior. Just never. He never did anything for me at all. I, I never liked Hogan either. Mm-hmm. But um, the first time I got to sit front row at the Baltimore Arena, I, I went with my buddy. I call him Uncle Brucey. Um, he was like, he's like 10 years older than me. And I went with him and he had like the, the, the four seats at the end by the rail. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there, and then the next match was Hogan, and I was just like, I just don't like Hogan. He goes, you might not like him, but I bet you a hundred dollars when he comes out, you'll get what they called the Hogan chill. And he looked at me when he came out. I went, fuck, damn if I didn't. <laughs> and I, he still sucks. <laughs> it's kind of exciting as hell to see him. It's, like, yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> I, I was, uh, and not, not, not uh, that I didn't like him because I did, but I always got that feeling anytime I ever saw Taker live too. Um, it's just that, that, like, yeah, the chill. Like, wow, this is a <laughs> something cool is going on. This guy, you know, there's a there's a heat in the crowd. Um, but yeah, that was uh, that was it for the Ultimate Warrior here. Our discussion on that, unless you had something on the Warrior, Aaron. Uh, just a racist piece of shit and <laughs> racist you, homophobe piece of if, shit. Do you think if he was alive today that he would listen to any of Jim Cornette shows? Mm. Well, he'd be <laughs> no, no, he'd be too busy watching Sean Hannity. He, he wouldn't yeah. have time for he wouldn't have time for Cornette because <laughs> Cornette was he he spoke so highly of him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't ask him to be on the on the biography. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Almost sounded like Ultimate Warrior and Shawn Michaels could have been a tag team. <laughs> and Jim Cornette had to re had to reunite the Midnight Express to do the, the wrongs of the wrestling world. December twenty first, nineteen ninety three, ECW TV. And right off the bat we've got action this week as Tommy Dreamer is calling out Shane Douglas. Um and we're gonna start with a match between these two guys, which uh Joey Joey is good to tell us this match is still going to be happening also at Holiday Hell based on uh, Douglas apparently costing Dreamer his half of the tag team championships after after everybody was so disappointed that Johnny Gunn didn't show up. Um, Aaron, any thoughts on this matchup? I have some notes, but I would throw to you first. Uh, just I thought it was weird and like, I don't know, and it, it might, with how the ending happened, it, yeah, it was, but... Um, it's kind of weird, like, hey, if you want to see these guys, you you want to see these guys wrestle at Holiday Hell, like, let's 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 hype it by having you watch them wrestle on TV. Like, I don't understand why this match is going on, but um, like, I would have like have Dreamer get a run, like have Douglas do a run in or something. But yeah, just it seemed out of place to me. And the other thing is that you can tell what what Paulie's trying to do with Dreamer, but the audience isn't there yet with it. They ain't ready. Yeah. They're not ready yet. Mm. Joey's even trying to say that, you know, the crowd is into Tommy there. He's even trying to goad it on for you as the viewer to think that the crowd is into Tommy. And we still got a little bit of time left before Tommy gets to anywhere close to that, I believe. Cause mm-hmm. it ain't until the Sandman promo. I mean, feud, right. So, right. I mean, it was a, it was a great, I mean, it, it could have been a great hot start of the show. Cause here was my disconnect on it. Joey Styles is Tommy Dreamer's in the ring. He's yelling for Shane, and Joey Styles is all excited about. Oh my god, he's gonna call him out! And then they come out, and I would have expected more of a brawl, like a, mm-hmm. a non-conclusive brawl. Then a wrestling match broke out. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have here. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I expected them guys to brawl and maybe had the locker room or the officials or, you know, or something that wasn't, that there wasn't any resemblance of a match. Yeah, I actually have here. Why is there a rest spot in this thing? Yeah, <laughs> like, what, why? why? <laughs> I mean, even Stan Hansen gets tired. Um, the, at first I thought, you know, we've discussed sometimes on the, on the show, um, and you've brought it to our attention sometimes, even when I don't catch it, Chad, like they're using something that they, they're filling time is what, you know. And at first when I saw this, I thought, oh, is this, are they just showing a match that was not supposed to be, on TV because they're filling time, but I don't think they were because the match pretty much has an angle in it, you know, with the chain deal, which we'll get to when I, when I kind of, I, at first I thought, well, they must've ran, like I said, they must've ran out of stuff and they're putting this on the show, but that was not their intention. Their intention was for us to see this match. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't a bad match. Mm-hmm. Like technically I was waiting to like, the, you know, to make some sort of joke about dreamer, but dreamer didn't do anything bad. And, and um, it had a nice build for a wrestling match, you know, a regular yeah. wrestling match. It had a nice build. Shane Douglas should stop doing the Ric Flair spot <laughs> over the top rope. That was tremendous. That was awful. <coughs> now, he, he, he almost ended up in a popcorn stand. I mean, he, <laughs> couldn't, he couldn't fall any further. Like, he flies over the top rope, stumbles down the apron, falls onto the floor, rolls over to the guardrail, far side over there to the guardrail. I'm surprised you didn't like backflip over the guardrail and, and sit on a chair and a chair goes away. You know what I mean? <laughs> he takes out a fan and that fan knocks down a, another chair with a fan on it. And the whole arena is like a domino. <laughs> it's, like a, yeah, it's like a Benny <laughs> Hill deal. <laughs> Tommy Dreamer's buckle whip has so much velocity. The, uh, <laughs> the notes I have here, Dreamer is, is a really good seller. Um, and there was some good sympathy spots in this match. Uh, the, Douglas working over the injured ribs. Um, there's a ref bump. Uh, Shane Douglas uh, gets a chain. And the, the, the gist of the finish, folks, Shane Douglas gets the chain out of his tights, cracks Tommy with the chain, then wraps the chain around Tommy's hand, lying, cheating, and stealing even before Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> and um, the referee then disqualifies Tommy Dreamer. That's the match. And like I said, that was like we said, that was almost giving me too much of these two heading well, into a super I show. I don't like that. I'm not a particular fan of that. The way they did that chain finish, mm-hmm. like so I, I don't even buy. I don't even really buy the gimmick where the guy puts it in the guy's trunks and then you know sells it to the referee that he has the chain. I mean, that to me is is kind of believable, mm-hmm. you know, kind of in a, in a sense, but. Why would he? Tommy Dreamer was knocked out too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what did, he, what did he do? Punch Shane and punch himself? So why would the referee disqualify when he's knocked out as well? Exactly. Yeah. The thing where they, they always they, they always say too. Oh, the referee can only call what he sees. He didn't, well, see, he didn't see him. In, he didn't see him hit him. He saw two unconscious guys. I mean, it was, that, that kind of just kind of ruined it for me. They they could have done something totally different. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, I don't. Think, I mean, I'm not saying what they. I don't know. I don't have a better idea. I guess, but I mean, even the gimmick it that he would have put the, the the chain in Tommy's trunks after he punched him, and then he, he went to go help the referee up, and then maybe he felt like the referee was like kind of like back turn or whatever, and then you know Shane fall when Tommy Dreamer was getting up, but he they're both laying there unconscious. 
It was silly. Well, and then to follow that up, here's here. Follow me. Follow along with us here, listeners. Late, Joey Styles is essentially. This is not what he said. I'm not quoting him, but this is essentially what goes down here, ladies and gentlemen. You just saw a match between Tommy Dreamer and Shane Douglas, and now, now we're going to show you the video to show you what's going to lead up to a match between Tommy Dreamer and Shane Douglas this Sunday or this Saturday or whenever holiday hell is. So they recap their feud after we've watched them wrestle. Yep. And it, 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 I don't know. It was, it, this is all a big misstep, like at the beginning. And like Chad said, also, the match, also, uh, the match uh, isn't bad, but it's the placement and the, why is it there? And then the, the main reason all this happened was because well, the reason it started was to Sherry was in <laughs> vacation. Mexi- in it was, was, was in Mexico vacationing with Jake, the snake Roberts. Can you imagine Sherry Martel and Jake the Snake Roberts <laughs> in Mexico <laughs> in nineteen ninety three. In nineteen ninety three, holy that's where, shit! That's what Jake is probably is. Oh my god! That, that explains be- that explains the Mexican Coke and tequila shortage of early nineteen ninety four. The nineteen nineties drug shortage in Mexico. <laughs> it's because of Jake and Sherry. They tracked it all the way back to AAA. Because <laughs> there was so many, like, um, of the local drug dealers were in the uh, Coliseum, Mexico, or whatever, uh, that they were all there. There was no drugs on the street. Yeah, that that I, I, that that killed me, man. I, I, I didn't catch it, like, the at first, because I think I was writing something down. But then it went, like, a second later, it, it hit me. And I was like, oh, my God. I was just like you, Aaron. Could you imagine them two wild in Mexico? Holy <laughs> shit. It's the first time it ever snowed in Tijuana. Yeah, man. Because <laughs> I know I got away with a lot of shit in Mexico. <laughs> I can imagine what they got away with. Hey. <laughs> I'm glad we all picked up on that. Because, I, I, you know, I, it was like, there's no way we can't. When, there's no way we can let this go. This is <laughs> this has to be discussed. I mean, I hung out with Jake, Jake and Sherry in Atlanta, and, and, and that was bad. <laughs> I can imagine in Mexico. I just watched the recent Smoky Mountain. Like I didn't even believe. I did, I forgot that Jake actually even made a taping. I knew they kept talking about bringing him in, but mm-hmm. he he had just lost the hair match in Mexico because he comes in all ball headed, wearing wearing a do rag, and I'm like mm-hmm. looking at it, going, "Who the hell is that?" And then I turned the volume up, and I'm like, Dude, "That's Jake." It's like he lost to Conan, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and how much would they had to pay Jake for the, to do that? Well, not exactly how much money. <laughs> I think we just discussed it. <laughs> yeah. It, it was a it was a closed arena. The only only the drug dealers were allowed to go to the arena that night. Antonio Pena got connections. It's all right. <laughs> I'm sure. I, if I got connections in Mexico. I'm sure Tony Pena does. (laughs) (laughs) Joey runs down the Holiday Hell card that we have been discussing. Um, We have a Variety Club ad. We have an ECW merchandise ad. And Jay Sully is still around. Yeah, Jay Sully's back. Fuck Matty. (laughs) Yeah, at this point, I'd rather have Jay Sully. That's what I'm saying. So annoying. And and you you know what I noticed? I mean, I, I know we may have touched it before, but if I was calling, say I, say I wanted to buy some ECW merchandise, right? Right. Okay. 
I would call what it was a two one five five four four oh four two one, right? Because I want to buy merchandise. If I want to buy tickets to the arena, what do I call two one five five four four oh four two one? And what if I want to get all the latest scoops from the ECW uh, locker room? Do I call two one five whatever five four four oh four two one? And how long do I have to sit on the phone to actually get whatever I'm, I'm calling for? Uh, sit through the scoops and ticket information, and, and there's no and there's no way it's automated. It's there's no way it's, it's like, automated. It's like it's like Kramer when he did yeah. movie phone. <laughs> Why don't you just tell me what you want to hear? Exactly. <laughs> uh, so I wonder if, if that's the mystery house guest phone number. It calls a, a, a house. And we get that. Uh, we get that terror at Tabor voice that Polly did. You know, he's like, "Would you like to buy tickets?" Yeah. That's Press one. Of, that's the mystery. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's the mystery house guest. <laughs> Say I, tickets. <laughs> I, used to, I used to love that when I would call Paul, and because before he like really knew my number, mm-hmm. you know, he might have had caller ID and it may have just said Maryland, and um, he picked the phone up and he goes, "Hello." And I'd be like, hey, it's Paul out of yours. Who is this? And I would say, Chad. And he'd be like, no, Paul's not here right now. And clearly it was him. Like, I, I just couldn't believe that he just didn't say, can I call you back? I'm kind of busy right now. That's all he would have had to say. Mm-hmm. But I hung the phone. I'm going, that was Paul. <laughs> and, and it happened a lot. Because, I mean, you know, Paul was on the phone all the time. Right. But it was just weird that he just pretended. Like, he, not, he didn't even pretend to be somebody else. He just said he was somebody else. His voice clear as day, huh? Didn't even try to mask it. No, he didn't, because he didn't know who was calling. He just had to wait to find out who it was. I always said I get the mystery house guest. In his defense, one thing I will say is, as we listen to him do different voices on these shows, I don't think he could have hidden his voice anyway, so it wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> That's how I knew it was him. Like, yeah, every, every time, he, every time he, on these, one of these shows he's doing some different voice, like an English accent or trying to sound menacing or whatever, it's clearly Paul Heyman. Like, there's no hiding that voice. Yeah, it was great to see Sully was still there. You should have let, you should have let Chris Michaels move in, Master... <laughs> right. <Master of> the <laughs> imitations. Bleep, bleep, yeah. bleep. Polly's not here right now. <laughs> Leave a message. That's all, folks. He, he's a wa- he's a wascally wabbit, though. <laughs> well, we have Jay Sully here with Todd Gordon. Todd's going to make an announcement based on the lights out from last week's show, which Chad told us was not intentional, and I never knew that. But based on that, they're going to run with this, and we are going to have a lights-out battle royal at Holiday Hell. The winner is going to get a turkey full of $100 bills. <laughs> hey, Aaron, you go first. I, I just know that Sal was probably excited till he heard there was going to be $100 bills in it. There, that, I don't know what the hell. Who came up with that? <laughs> that sounded like it was, it, was, it was made up like that quick. That's yeah. you know, as quick and as bad as it sounded. That's uh, <laughs> that's about how fast they had long they had long enough time to think about what they were going to do. And a lights out battle royal. Who the fuck's going to? A good idea. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think he said like the lights were going to go down and come back on or whatever. No, he said the lights are going to be totally turned off mm-hmm. because I, I was oh, thinking like that's stupid. We had a lights out match. <laughs> We had a, a lights out match in Baltimore one time between Jake Roberts and Ronnie Garvin from Georgia, mm-hmm. and 
nobody knew the stipulation. And the ring announcer says, to make this match officially a lights out match, we are going to turn the lights out. So they turned the lights out, but turned them back on. We were like, so what the fuck was that about? <laughs> they never explained to you that the lights out match was unsanctioned. Right. They never said that. They just said it was a lights out match. They never said it was unsanctioned or anything. So in order to have the match, you know, legally or whatever, they had to pretend like the show was over. So therefore right. they had, So I never knew that when I was a kid. I'm like, that was the dumbest thing. Like, they just turned the lights off and turned it back on. <laughs> that was stupid, man. That was just, you know. And then going, I mean, I don't know where that Christmas turkey thing is, but. I'm not even sure that battle royal even happened. It, <laughs> somebody took the turkey, so they, didn't, they weren't able to. Yeah, couldn't afford it. <laughs> I mean, dude, that's an expensive turkey. Just keep the turkey. Give me the thousand bucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you can keep but, the turkey. Like Aaron that said, kind of, that kind of money, I can eat turkey wherever I want. Cook it for the variety club kids. Jesus. Yeah, the Wolfman. Gordon also <laughs> promises. Gordon also promises that somebody's going to get blown up in the ECW arena. Yeah, and I wrote yeah. that he that he's right, and it's probably going to be the Sandman. In his <laughs> <Yeah>. match, <laughs> he, he didn't explain what kind of blown up the guy was going to be, <laughs> or Sal. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the the next thing they talk about before we go to some promos about this lights out battle royal, J.T. Smith gets to pick a partner. To challenge, go ahead, Aaron. No, no, say what you're gonna say. JT Smith gets to pick a partner to challenge Tasmaniac and Kevin Sullivan for the ECW Tag Team Championships at Holiday Hell, and his choice, Superfly Jimmy Snuka. What an idiot! What an idiot! This guy has has a terrible track record with <laughs> mentally unstable old wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> Like Terry Funk's kicking the shit out of him. Kevin Sullivan's kicking the shit out of him. He goes, "Hey, let's let's pick this one that's actually." <laughs> he he should have picked somebody. Like, he should have picked somebody like John Tolis, <laughs> <laughs> who would have been like eighty-one, whatever, ninety-three. And he still would have been a threat. Ivan Koloff. He's 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 not too far gone after this. <laughs> this guy's worse at picking partners and staying. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> be a dick backstage, yeah. <laughs> I mean, now that now is the perfect time because with all this excitement that's going on, like you know, all the recaps and the video packages and stuff like that, now is a perfect time because I kind of got lost in all that and I forgot what matches were going to happen in Holiday Hell. So thank God Joey Styles is there again to to, re, to give me a rundown on the matches again because I I just kept forgetting. Yeah, I mean, now, perfect time to run down the matches once once again for Holiday <laughs> Hell. I'm already watching the show. Yeah, yeah, like and you already actually, you already actually what got Monday me Raw on Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. I know the matches that are going to be on the show, and Jeez. you've told me six times already, <laughs> and it hasn't even been a half an hour yet. Yeah, no, and I, and I think he even ran the matches down during the Dreamer Douglas match. So there's seven. Um. And they're really, really hyping up this explosion, and we're going to find out that that's not um, <laughs> that's not going to pan out for ECW here. I, and there's got to be a tape of it because I mean, there's there's no way that Paul knew that the explosion was going to flop like that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I maybe he destroyed the tape. <laughs> oh, I, Paul wouldn't do that. There's no chance Paul would do that. I'm sure we're going to see footage of the event. 
on the shows we watch, but I've dredged every kind of video source that I could think of to try to find it, and I cannot find it anywhere. So, unfortunately, I can't believe I don't have it because I could have swore that I had at every arena show that was taped. Mm-hmm. I could have swore I did, and and I know that I didn't. If I if I didn't have it on a store bought DVD, I had it on VHS. VHS. But I don't know. I I can't even find half my DVDs anywhere I'm looking for. So I I mean, you know if I have it, if I have it. If I do come across it, we can always review it at a different time, no? Oh, sure. Yeah, definitely. So now we've got Terry Funk out. It's supposed to be Funk's Grill with Sabu. And uh, Terry Funk comes out, damn you, Styles. I love that. Pushes Joey Styles out of the ring. Then he called him a puke again or something. He did. A, a, a putrid little puke or something <laughs> like that, yeah. Um, he calls out Sabu. The gurney comes out. It ain't Sabu on the gurney, though. <laughs> so... Uh, Let's talk about this segment, Chad. I don't know. I don't even remember how it all came up. I mean, why? I don't know why I was chosen to do it. I don't know. There had to be some other people in the locker room that you know, or that weren't going to do. You know, that weren't like like wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, they Joey. You know, they, they kind of. I'm a job guy there, but people know who, you know who I am. And then when they set it all up, I don't know whose pants they were. That I was wearing, or they may have been Ian's, may have, but they literally put red lipstick all over my to make them look like scars. <laughs> and when he did the whole gurney thing, I actually was chained to the gurney. Like when I oh. make the joke about Sabu, all he's got to do is like duck down on the chain mm-hmm. and slide out, he'll just slide right under it. But no, I was like actually wrapped up on that bitch for <laughs> the get when he threw me in there. I mean, we of course me and Terry didn't didn't go over a match, right? You know what I mean? Or yeah, or go over. It's just like they're gonna feed me in. He's just going to bounce me around, but he he kept yelling at me. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm, I don't know. You're not saying anything. <laughs> just, you're literally just asking. Yeah, I can clearly understand that you say. Can you understand what I'm saying? But I mean, did you say anything else? But no, he didn't. That was it. Was fun because that was my 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 chance to get to work with Funk. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was I was happy as hell to do it. I didn't give a shit how bad I looked, but that's where the whole Chabu thing started. <laughs> Then after that, I, I just became Chabu every time. I, every time I would do a Sabu-like spot, it would be Chabu. And that's what I thought got me to heat with Sabu. But apparently, me and Sabu were friends and were cool, and I didn't even know that. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> good news. That's good yeah. news. <laughs> he, he didn't. He didn't act so cool and friendly when we worked each other. I don't know. That's a, that show. That show's not up yet. That's a weekend right there <laughs> that I got. You know, I got the shit beat out of me. But yeah, it was. I don't know. It was fun, and I was just happy to get to work with Funk. And for all I know, Funk could have asked for me. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, because Ian and Axel were his few good men. Right. So yeah, I mean, well, and that's that's what I was going to ask you was, was that because of that, do you think, did you think that was why, it probably why had you were put in that it. spot? It, it probably had a lot to do with it, because Axel and Ian knew me better than anybody in that locker room. Like, mm-hmm. they knew. I mean, that's why they took me up there in the first place to do jobs for him. Because they trusted me. So, so Paul Biden needed a suggestion, and Axel probably just said me. And no one was like going to say no. Right. Uh, like a decade later or so, I ended up on the Jerry Springer show. So getting made a fool of on national TV is nothing new to me. After this, after the uh, the segment with Chad, it kind of dies down. Paul Heyman comes out to verbally spar with Terry Funk. Aaron? Um, he implies that Dory Sr. didn't die in Terry's arm. He killed himself because he was a sissy, coward piece of shit. 
Texan piece of shit or something. Yeah, shit like Texan that, piece yeah. of shit. Yeah. So, so Dory Senior apparently killed himself because he was offended by his Texas sissy coward piece of shit son <laughs> Terry Funk. I, I wanted to see how far. <laughs> Terry Funk could make him take what, what else he could make him take off? Yeah, take your yeah, jacket yeah. off. Take, take your off shirt off. Pants <laughs> like a man. <laughs> Drop them panties too. Like a like man. A man. <laughs> what are you? He's gonna play like the music. <laughs> Grab like your a... ankles <laughs> like a man. <laughs> they should have played that music like when you hear it like a strip club, like <laughs> Like Paul was doing it. Paul is up there, just like I'm thinking. Like, I wonder if Funk's fucking with him. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Although with Paulie, the music would be the music for those geese and Aristocats. (laughs) I never saw it. Uh, or the or the penguin music. Anyway, Aaron, you were. Just, <laughs> I don't know. Like he said, I think he was just trying to see, like, hey, can I get this little fat fuck to take his shirt off and yes, what he was trying to do? That's exactly <laughs> what I was. I was, I was kind just, of hoping for. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's exactly it. Because I'm to do it. I'm sitting there yeah. thinking, there's no way Paul's taking off his shirt on television. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no way I'll pop. He, I'll pop off the sofa because I was home by myself. I would literally stood up and popped if my ball would have started because he started to unbutton it, mm-hmm. but he only got a halfway down it before it didn't happen. Because I was like, please take off that fucking shirt. I was, I was, I was just pay- uh, Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Oh, he's gonna have the, he's gonna have the Sopran- the Tony Soprano style yeah. wife beater on tucked Paul- into it. Paulie, Paulie got Paulie got mid button and then realized that fucking Funk was ribbing him. Yeah. <laughs> like no, no. <laughs> but overall, you know, good heat between these two. Building to the match with Sabu at Holiday Hell. Um, I mean, how are you going to go wrong with Paul Heyman and Terry Funk? Let's be honest. You know? Oh yeah, Paul Heyman, Terry Funk, the Rottens, Chabu, Chad Austin. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> That segment is it's 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 a blueprint for success. <laughs> I can't I can't believe I wasn't added to a three way. Between I have a score to settle with Funk now for embarrassing me on TV, and sooner or later I'm going to have a score to settle with Sabu. So I mean, I should have been added to the main main event of that show. And if you win, you get to keep the gurney. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I get to use it that night when I'm tearing down the ring with Dudley. <laughs> You get to you get to keep the gurney that way. You know, it make the hole in the parts easier. We got an ECW Academy ad. Um, same phone number. Yeah, same phone number. <laughs> Are you calling for the Academy? <laughs> Do you want to be? You ever sit? It's like, did you ever sit back and watch TV uh, wrestling on TV and go, "I would love to be a wrestler." <laughs> well. Come here and have your dreams shattered. Yep. As he showed <laughs> clips of J.T. Smith. Yeah. The ECW just, Wrestling Academy. Just, it's not for anybody. Yeah, it's not for anyone. <laughs> you can be like J.T. Smith, teaming with yeah. Jimmy Snuka at Holiday Hell. Let's run down that card again. Um, up next, we have Tasmaniac and Kevin Sullivan, the tag team champions against Storm and Mike Norman. And was this guy's Mike, was it Mike V or Mike yeah. B? Mike, Mike V. Mikey V, I believe. Okay. This is the guy when I asked Cat if he knew who the guy in the black singlet was last week in the in the lights out bra. This mm-hmm. was the guy. I was like, <laughs> Mikey oh, v. Mikey V. 
And I still don't know who he is. And dude, I don't remember him. It must have been a one and done for him because I remember storming Mike Norman because mm-hmm. he was there. He was, he was he was in a job locker room with us, you know, me and, and Devious Donnie. Um, so we, he was a he was definitely a he was used at least one or two other times on on tapings. So, but I don't think Mikey V. Maybe he just didn't have it. I don't know. Maybe he just I don't know. Just didn't want to come back. I don't, he uh, he needed he needed a last name. That's what he needed. Yeah. I mean, I, I've gotten I, I've got um I got Bob's or maybe he was there. Mikey Five and they just like read five. it wrong. <laughs> yeah, Joey's nobody told Joey. <laughs> I got I Bob got, Ortiz um, was like, "There's not good for you." It could have been it could have been so much different for Mikey. He's <laughs> like, we're like, name we're like the Vianos. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got <laughs> I got Bob Starr and Dwayne Gill. I got them both um like um spots at a TV before um because they needed people and Paul had asked me, you know, who did I did I know mm-hmm. anybody? And I know Dwayne doing jobs on WWF TV and I know Bob working in Atlanta doing jobs. They got they got up there and they had a terrible experience. Because they got the fucking Harris brothers. <laughs> uh, I mean, Jesus, God. And and I, I I saw Dwayne coming back a lot a, a lot more than I saw Bob coming back. Mm-hmm. That's that is definitely not Bob style. <laughs> they come, ECW is not for Bob. I was, I was gonna say that they come back after that and go, Jesus Christ, do we owe you money? <laughs> no. I mean, Dwayne just didn't come back because he didn't have to. Mm-hmm. He made way better money doing jobs for New York. And Bob, I just knew that wasn't for him, but I didn't know they were going to get the Harris brothers, man. I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't think I, I didn't book them for the show. I just booked right. them to be on the fucking show. Paul's the one that just abused them. <laughs> it was brutal too. I remember it. Cause I'm not even sure the match aired. I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember ever seeing, did, did they wrestle as Bob Starr and Dwayne Gill or were they under hoods or mm, Bob Starr, Dwayne Gill. Okay, see, yeah, I don't think I I remember ever seeing that because I don't ever remember thinking Dwayne. I saw Dwayne Gill in ECW, so maybe it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't on tape. Yeah, it was. It was brutal, man. <laughs> Up next, uh, like oh, I said, we I got a question though. What the fuck was Kevin Sullivan doing when he had that Mike V dude or whatever tied up in the ropes, and then he was like running back, like like flailing his body around? Did you guys notice that? No. He had like Mike V up in like the tree of woe or whatever. And then when he kept running out and, and going, like he was just flailing his arms around in the middle of the ring, and then he'd run. It looked like a, he looked like a fucking idiot. Like the Bugs like, McGraw thing? Kind of, but it's just like, I don't under, I guess as the older I get, you know, like sometimes you're like, oh man, when I was a kid, I didn't like, you know, I didn't appreciate that guy or whatever. Like the older I get, the least I like Kevin Sullivan. I don't right. know. <laughs> and, and, and Joey Styles calls Taz a, a, a man thing. Yeah, I noticed that man, this man thing. This man thing. What is he doing? And like Taz is like, like crying. Why Joe? Why Sullivan has that fucking towel over his face? It's like what the fuck is? This? Yeah, I I actually have on my notes here weird shit with Taz. Like I didn't I didn't quite understand what that was. Supposed I just to be. I would love to hear um, Paul if, if Paul said it that Taz or not. And when Sullivan does the deal with the when a woman puts the gimmick on his eyes, we want you to do it too. Like sell like he does. 
And I could just, I, because I, I know Chaz. I could just see him going like, "What the fuck, brother?" You know, <laughs> like what? He's, you know, like roll around like a fucking goof. Like, and you're gonna, and you're gonna call me man bear pig? What the fuck? <laughs> I could just see, I could just see the expression on Taz's face. Uh, he's probably like, "What the fuck? God damn it!" That yeah, was, that was a that was a a, a hell of a squash. It was. The, yeah, they beat the shit out of those guys, but then that shit at the end was really weird. I don't know. Like Aaron said, it was odd. Um, up next, we're gonna. They're talking about this battle royal, and we're gonna yeah. get. Uh, we're gonna it's get a, promos from some of the. It's, a, it's promos of, of everybody from the last Dick Caravan Carnival stars. That's uh that that's gonna be in that battle royal because it was a it was a who's who who lived around the studio around the time <laughs> when Paul was editing the show when he can come give the cut promos. Yeah, the I wrote and Doom are back together. Yes. <laughs> Stetson and Hot Body. We get Jason, of course, asking us if we like his suit. Aaron's boy, the rock and rebel. Yeah. I mean, um, got, like I said, anybody that lives in a 20 mile radius of where they edit the TV show, he pulls, they come to the studio quickly. <laughs> yeah. And Maddie, you get to answer the hotline. Cause I'll, I'll be out for a little bit. Yeah, he's Remember. trying to do promos, and in the background, you hear, whoa, Maddie and I. Maddie, can you calm it down? <laughs> whoa, Jesus. Maddie on the phone. I'm trying to I'm trying to sell this Lights Out Battle Royal shit that I'm just made up. Sorry. <laughs> not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. God, he's the worst. And, and I didn't like him. I didn't like him then. Like, you know, I mean, I didn't, I, I, I know I didn't hate him. I didn't hate him worse than I do now. <laughs> I I just I just didn't like him, but now I'm just like, dude, I don't even know this is this is not even like go away heat. Like, <laughs> I think it's funny. this guy is so bad that yeah, we're piling on to him, and he wasn't even on the show. <laughs> yeah, like, he's like, fuck you, heat. <laughs> Jesus, I hope you're not vaccinated. As a matter of fact, speaking of the vaccine guys, I might be getting the my first shot while we're doing the show. Oh yeah, we got we got a um. A doctor's coming to the house today. She should have already been here, but she's coming from like an hour away. Mm. And they would be here around five-ish. But I said, well, what if she comes while I'm doing the show? She said, well, I'll just have her go upstairs and give you the shot while you're doing the show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're not going to feel it anyway. It's actually pretty harmless. It's, well, I've been it's... drinking all day. It doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> um, let's see. Sullivan and Taz. Or uh, Tismaniac. Sorry, Aaron. Sullivan and Tismaniac. Get a promo here for about the Battle Royal, as does Shane Douglas. And now we roll into another ECW merchandise advertisement. And then poor Joey. Hey, you know what? Speaking of the merchandise um, advertisement, mm-hmm. it says right on the commercial, it makes a perfect Christmas gift, right? Right. We're one week away from holiday yeah. hell. Do you think anybody's going to order anything from that same number? Because they're still on the phone waiting to hear the news or they're hearing the news and they're trying to buy tickets. Then they're going to try to buy merchandise. Then they're going to get it before Christmas. No, they're not getting it before but Christmas. No. There's they no way. It, they're not getting it before Easter. They might not even get it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Paul. I'm surprised Paul is the only person that doesn't sell the customer to send cash. <laughs> when buying the, you know, send, send the $20 and we'll send you, we want cash. And then we'll send you the, the, the shirt or whatever. <laughs> but they do got that. But I, I love the body count. I love the body count thing, man. That's mm-hmm. if it if it if it wasn't for the fact that it was um bad company, like I'll be like, this is awesome. Like and then, clips, and then, clips of the match, or like clips of it, 
make it seem like way more exciting than it actually was. Mm-hmm. With the body count match? Like, no, 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 just like the feud in general, like just the clips like because of the was. video. I, it, yeah. It was much like what we got from Shane and Dreamer. Like mm-hmm. they had all this animosity, this pent up, you know, frustration and all this everything. But yet somehow Pat Tanaka grabs a side headlock. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, you might grab a, a headlock when you're in the middle of a fight, just like as, as a, you know, act of desperation or whatever. But I'm not going to like give you a, a headlock takeover. You know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> it's, it became a wrestling match. They just didn't treat the angle. Yeah. Like, lay on it, lay on the floor for a little bit and wrench it, wrench it up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Randy Orton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, the, you're absolutely right. The video is badass, and it makes it makes it look again much better than it, like we've literally this match has been built up around one match and one angle. Nothing else has happened between these two teams. Literally, nothing else has happened between these two teams. And we still don't know when that fucking angle happened. No, like the yeah. one where they they jumped him, walk him back to the locker, or mm-hmm. whatever. Like. I don't remember, you know, what the fuck? That, was that even part of the of the angle? Or was it just something entirely different? They just decided to make it part of the angle. Right. And neither team's cut a promo in like, I mean, when was when did we see that uh, Public Enemy Jailhouse promo? That was like three or four weeks ago. Like, neither team's even cut a promo. Like, for, as far as we know, neither team even works for the company anymore. We're just hyping a match and nobody's here. <laughs> well, I mean, Bad but, Company and Paul Tanaka, they clearly weren't that vested into the product mm-hmm. or they would have taken the angle a little more seriously. And I don't even remember them ever being at taping. So I remember them being at the big show or whatever, or doing a couple of the bigger house shows, but I don't remember them doing a whole lot on television, like being at the, at the TVs. A lot of their stuff air. I don't know if there was a lot of the stuff because <laughs> like I said, we haven't, I know they're working the injury angle with, uh, is it diamond that's supposed to be hurt? Oh Lord. I don't know. What? I, I lost track. Yeah. One of them, one of them's supposed to have like the hurt knee or whatever, but I haven't seen the other guy. You know what I mean? Okay, I can, I can, I can, I can relate to. Okay, if Paul Diamond's knee is hurt, he's convalescing or what have you, and he'll be at Holiday Hell. But you can't even give me Paul Tanaka cutting a shitty promo about you know his buddy Paul Diamond. Yeah, why like, couldn't why couldn't Public Enemy beat him up? Right. Because, you know why couldn't he he at least cut a promo like in the ring or something? cut a promo about him and then have public enemy beat him up, you know, because Paul ain't anything, but they literally, like you said, they had one angle and what, what one match already mm-hmm. and bad company already won. Yeah. This thing, really is a bomb. <laughs> when you think about it, um, now we have a holiday message from Paul E dangerously. And he sings his own version of silent night here. And I didn't know, I didn't know if Aaron, our transcriptionist, transcribed. Well, I figured if you were transcribing Sal Malomo promos, you may have transcribed this thing. I didn't but transcribe it. Essentially, <laughs> essentially, Polly sings his own version of Silent Night, um, alluding to eh, Terry Funk's going to get killed at Holiday Hell. Um, anything on this, guys? I mean, it was interesting. It was, I mean, it was weird. It was Paul. But it was an interesting way to do the promo. I guess it was something different. I, w- I wonder if Paul had the, you know, when I always talk about the filling of the time, mm-hmm. I wonder how, if Paul looked and realized how long that promo had to be. You know what I'm saying? 
like before he caught it, he'd be like, okay, well, I need what another maybe two minutes, you know? And I'll, I'll just figure, I'll just do this. Change the words to silent night or whatever. But yeah, it, it was. But he wish he still had Chris Michaels around to do a Dudley do right or something. <laughs> All right. We can bring ECW to our community. Another ad. Sandman. We have. Yeah, I, I, we have I, I, oh, go ahead. It, it's it, it's JT Smith teaming with the Variety Club. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. It's a six man tag team main event. It is the Sandman, JT Smith, <laughs> Sal Balomos. I put down here, Sal has bears again this week. And they are taking on Terry Funk and the and Bad a couple Breed. of guys. A few good men. men. A few. <laughs> did, you see, did you see the Sandman? Like, I think he goosed Bob Ortiz. Like, <laughs> I, when, he, walked, he walked past him, and then, like, he kind of, like, walked up behind him. And I think he, you know, I think he may have grabbed his ass. Because um, like Sandman started walking away laughing, like he was like, ah, yeah. and nice. I was like, he just Bob Ortiz. <laughs> he was complimenting him on his new tights because Sandman's uh, a new outfit this oh, week. Oh, I, I, I was expecting this to be a deuce. Oh, I was like, oh, I can't wait for this. <laughs> oh, because I know that it, it was going to be so awkward. Because you know that the Rottens were going to do all the work. Hmm. You know what I mean? Because what was Terry Funk going to do? He wasn't going to go in there and get in there with any of them, you know, at the time, hand bones. Um, so, yeah, I was like, oh, this should be something special. I was hoping be- maybe the feud of the century would have came out of it. And first time we get Terry Funk and Wild Man Sal in the ring together. Oh, that would be great. Yeah, Terry Funk versus Sal Balomo in a blood feud. Imagine uh, the promos. Imagine the promos. <laughs> the back and forth. Oh, <laughs> you Italian puke. <laughs> hey, what's the matter you, sir? <laughs> I'm going to make you bleed marinara. <laughs> yeah, I can see it now. <laughs> Terry, fuck you, don't like the kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't like them kids. <laughs> oh, my God. I just Yeah, you're right. That's a that's a dream for That's a dream for <laughs> Good Lord. This is when the lights went out, right? Yes, the match yeah. doesn't actually happen. Now, I don't know if the match happened. No, I don't think it did. In the, uh, uh, in... They, purpose, they, they did a purposely cut out the lights thing here to hype that battle royal for the turkey. Well, yeah, <laughs> because I just didn't see like where they could have went with that anyway. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, who on the, who on the babyface side was basically expendable <laughs> enough to lose to one of the rotten? No, nothing against the rotten, but you know what I mean? Right. Uh, I mean, a couple of them got Sandman and JT and and Blomo. They're a little more, I guess, over than the Rottens were. Well, I that think. and that and it going technically going into um, the the show, the big show. They've all they they all have angles and matches coming up at the show. Sandman's got Mister Hughes, JT's in the tag title match, and <laughs> Sal and Rock and Rebel are still feuding in their uh, chair feud. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if they advertised that for Holiday Hell or not. Yeah, I mean that, that was a perfect. That was a perfect example of Paul. He wrote down on paper, let's pretend like we're going to give him the biggest main event we can for television. Mm-hmm. Because it ain't going to happen. <laughs> you know, because that that was the, that, that lights. I mean, it, I was just telling my wife a little while ago, like it, it, it happened so perfect the first time that Paul had to just do it again. 
because it wasn't on purpose the first time. The second time was completely on purpose because if the power went out, where did you get that big spotlight from? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, get the fuck out of here because I don't remember. I think I do remember it legitimately going out once again, but that wasn't it. And well, and with the it, the power kept coming, you know, going out, coming back on, going out for dramatic effect. Which I mean, you know, again, it was effective. It was it. it you get a brawl out here. You're trying to put over this battle royal anyway. Um, Kevin Sullivan attacks JT Smith in here. That lumberjack dude is out here. I saw Mikey V in there taking some shots at people. <laughs> I actually wrote hey, Mikey Five. Mikey Five, yeah, Mikey Five is Mikey here. Mikey Five, Doctor Shuffle, <laughs> Mister <laughs> Mister Hughes shows up. Chad Austin, we haven't seen him yet tonight, right? He oh. makes his first appearance. Apparently, he took a beating. <laughs> yeah, I you got I hit in the head with uh, do rags of doom or putting it to you, man. I think, um, I think one of the last things that Joey Styles says on the show before he, he pitches to the you know, the go the, for the go off the air was this is the second time I match. goes, Chad Austin taking a beating of his life because it was the second time they just saw somebody else was just beating me up. Yes. Like, yes. He said, he, he actually killing. said, he actually said, Chad Austin taking the beating of his young career is yeah. what he said. Yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can't believe I got two mentions by Joey in the same beating. <laughs> we got um, Terry Funk. Running the ropes like a madman. He sets up a table um, to put J.T. Smith into. That's not terribly successful. <laughs> I mean, it happens, but it's not terribly successful. Um, and then Sal Balomo and, uh, oh, yeah, we get the Sal Balomo Rock and Rebel showdown with the chairs that the ECW universe has been waiting for. Glamour. I, I know Aaron popped. They've been, they've been holding on for hours on the hotline number. <laughs> to, to, to say how much they can't wait for this match. I wonder how much others, like if you were calling to find out the, the, the scoops that were going on, how much like merchandise was sold in a time where you're on hold and if they actually purchased tickets. You know, the guys on hold for so long waiting to hear the, you know, the scoops. <laughs> and it, he's, oh, the, the show, $20 a ticket? Oh, okay. I wonder if that was a marketing thing by Paul. Would you also like to hear some scoops? <laughs> yeah. The locker room news. Can you imagine Paul running a fucking hotline? What what, what is he going to tell you? You know what I'm saying? He, he, he'd work hotline angles. Yeah. Maybe it was that Willie Watts dude. Remember him? No. Scoops. Bill Watts' oh, black yeah, son. Yes, all right. That's, uh, that was going back a few oh, okay. shows. That is a, that is a what, throwback. Willie Scoops Watts. I forgot about yeah. him. Bill Watts' is illegitimate <laughs> black son. Maybe he was the guy that ran the hotline. I don't know, but I, I, I believe um, – I actually probably think Feinstein did it or somebody like that. I, mm-hmm. I, 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 yeah, I just don't – can't see it being a Paul at this, at this point, it's not far off from RF Video's existence, are we? Can't when it's got, I think it was like 94, 95 when that came into existence. I'm yeah, pretty sure. I'm, I'm pretty sure that Rob was still <clears throat> setting up tables and mm-hmm. um, the arena selling tapes. Like maybe not ECW stuff, but I'm sure right. he, he had a he had a table there because that's back when the days when I saw his stuff and I was like, damn man, that's a lot of shit. We get Sal Balomo chucking chairs into the ring here because um, they 
Somebody in the somebody loves Sal Balomo. Somebody in power <laughs> loves some some Sal Balomo here. Um, and then I I don't know why. Maybe you guys didn't. Maybe you did. I laughed my ass off when Jason came out and did the suit gimmick over the house mic. I thought that was great. It was fantastic. Total Jason. Yeah, it was great. It was fantastic. Like here's this this super hardcore moment we're trying to do, and then he comes out. How do you like my suit? <laughs> it was it was a great way to end the show. I I, I loved it. Actually, it wasn't the last thing you saw on the show. <clears throat> no, that's the last thing I wrote down. What did I not write down? This show, all this this wild brawl, ends with Sal Balomo doing the Italian war cry in the middle oh, yeah. of the ring, and everybody doing it back to him. And that's how we go off the air. (laughs) Like, all of this insanity ends just without doing the war cry. It's perfect. Well, I mean, I'm not not necessarily going to say that giving my grade right this second, but this could be – this really could be the start of something decent. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Like, you know, they say Hogan must pose. Sal Sal must cry. Sal must cry. Must war cry. (laughs) I'm going to miss him when he's gone. Yeah, watching these shows, I really am. I'm gonna miss Sal when he's gone. There's, there's a lot of guys we've watched in these early days that I'm like, good. I'm glad he's not on the show anymore. (laughs) I'm actually gonna miss Sal when he's gone. You know, (laughs) he brings a charm. He brings a charm to the show. And the stuffed animals for the kids. Yeah. (laughs) It's like I know all the rest of that stuff's fake, but Sal's real. Yeah. (laughs) Sal's still real to me. Damn it. He's got a career resurrection on this show too. Even though <laughs> even though he's dead, he's got a career resurrection on this show. Because, but yeah, love me some Sal Balomo. All right, Aaron. Overall, what did you think of this episode of ECW TV? Um, I thought I enjoyed it, and it, it didn't drag, and and nothing really offensive happened on it. I just I enjoyed the show, and I probably gave it the highest rating I've ever given one of these. And you guys aren't going to agree, but I gave it a C minus. Yeah, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it probably the highest, the highest rating I've ever given a show so far, too. And I think it stunk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's far, it's far, it's a far cry from it was pitiful. You know, <laughs> it's a completely different game from it was pitiful. But uh, yeah, we, it it was an easy watch because mm-hmm. not one time did I hit the button to see how much time was left. Because normally, if I'm sitting there watching it, I'm watching it on my phone. Anyway, so I'll just if I get bored watching, I'd hit the button to see how much time's left. By the time I, by the time it was, it was coming to an end, I didn't even realize it had been a whole show. Right, you know, it was over. So yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't awful. And it, the the biggest issues I had with the show weren't necessarily what 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 was happening or what was going on or any of the promos or any of the matches. Everything was fine. The biggest issue I had with the show was some of like some of the missteps in hyping the big show that we have mentioned in that you've already seen Tommy dreamer and Shane Douglas now. Um, and like we mentioned too, we haven't seen the principles in the body count match in weeks or heard from them. And it, there's just missteps in hyping the big show, but overall the show is getting, getting better and better as the weeks go on. Clearly. By leaps and bounds, yeah. By leaps and bounds, clearly, yeah. I mean, it's it's far from what ECW is going to become in the in its glory days, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's it's taking steps in the right direction. 
we are far we are far past Cabrini. It is in our it is in our tail lights. We're never going to see him again. Right. Sorry, Cabrini. But yeah, overall, like I said, a, 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 like Chad said, it's a good watch. It wasn't. I wasn't. Didn't drag. Um, and overall, I, I dug the show. I just like I said, you, you can see growing pains. And I th- again, like I've said before, sometimes I see a little bit of Polly's vision clashing with whatever Todd's vision is at times as well. But more and more Polly as we're going through these shows, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Todd has probably just stopped bothering. Yeah, at this point, he's like, "Fuck it." Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Paul's doing. Paul ain't telling me shit, so mm-hmm. let him just do it. Well, that being said, any parting words for our listeners, gentlemen, as we uh, wrap up this episode of Reliving the Extreme? No, um, I, I like to say it first. I got a pee, and then <laughs> second, buy the shirt. Buy the shirt. Yeah, <laughs> bitches. And also, please do check out WrestleNet Radio. Um, we've talked about it on the show before. The There are episodes of this show on there, the We Can't Wrestle podcast, our buddy Archie Mitchell, and the uh, If You Smell What the Arch is Cooking show every week. Pay-per-view roundtables after the pay-per-views are over. The, uh, the We're going to be... Oh, God, I'm going to have to do that AEW pay-per-view. We're going to be reviewing that uh, probably on Tuesday night on WrestleNet Radio. So check out WrestleNet Radio. Please do. It is available in the Google Play Store. And if you have an Apple phone, you can go to the WrestleNet Radio Facebook page, open up in your Safari browser, and listen 24-7, 365. That being said, Aaron, Chad, thank you for joining me for another edition of Reliving the Extreme. And we will see you next week, everybody. Have a great one. Reliving the Extreme is a production of Max and Out Media, all rights reserved. Hello, Reliving the Extreme listeners. Do you enjoy this podcast? Well, obviously you do because you're listening. If you enjoy this podcast and you shop on Amazon, why not wrap that all into one and give our podcast a little bit of support? All you have to do is when you want to shop on Amazon, instead of going to Amazon.com, go to www.tinyurl.com backslash extreme Amazon. By going there to do your Amazon shopping, you don't spend anything extra. And what it does is it throws a little a little a little commission our way here just to support the podcast. So like I said, if you like to shop on Amazon and you are a fan of this podcast and want to throw us some support, we appreciate it. That is www.tinyurl.com backslash extreme Amazon.